welcome to Two Peas in a Pod. We're currently living in a time where there's seemingly a lot of negativity on the news and social media, so we're here to show you that that's not the case. We'll find great things happening around the world and to celebrate positive news rather than making it a token piece at the end of a news bulletin. We'll be talking to each other as well as guests and see how they're celebrating positivity. This won't be preachy and it won't be political. Our plan is to be positive and hopefully have a good laugh along the way. His name's Kez. And his name's Ben. And welcome to episode 29 of Two Peas in a Pod. 29! 29! 29! How you doing, Yugis? I'm very well. Very well, thank you indeed. How about yourself? Nice. Uh, very tired. You look it. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, the, the new job started, which is great. Yeah. Um, an amazing start to the week, because just getting out into the world of work, but my body is not <laughs> mentally and physically able anymore. You know, I used to do get out so or load outs in the Marlowe where it's like cool the, the curtains have come down at 10 o'clock at night at the end of a show and then as soon as the curtain comes down everyone runs on stage and starts getting all their tools out and ripping everything out and you'll work till 4, 5, 6 in the morning and you're working solidly to get this huge show out and back into various sized and various numbers of trucks Yeah, and that was normal and I did sort of 6, 7 hours of p- delivering beans and bread and people shopping and I was like <laughs> broken. I, need, I need a nap <laughs> genuinely had a nap but yeah but that was really amazing to uh, to have that happen this week you know nice, but that was nice. cool and uh, yeah so um, but there's been loads of other wicked stuff that's happened this week as well we uh, did a bit of a venue visit for an install thing for something potentially kind of going into the future which is good fun nice that's cool and uh, yeah and then what else oh yeah and of course, uh, the, right at the beginning of the year I did a um, recording project with our mutual friend Mark oh yeah Mark Jacksfield yeah, yeah. um, his sister did a recording project and sort of incorporated our skills I suppose our skill set so we incorporated just her and acoustic guitar and we added um, strings and we added other acoustic guitars and bass and percussion and cajon and all that sort of stuff yeah and all of her stuff's being played on her local BBC introducing. We're like, ah, oh, cool. That's awesome. So that was really wicked. So yeah. it's, been a, it's been a fun week. Shout been good. out. Yeah, yeah man. nice. And how about you? How's things? Yeah. Good? Good. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just pre- pretty much the same carbon copy of the week before, mate. Nice. <laughs> so listen back to episode 28. And yeah, yeah. Exactly. Listen back. That's just, yeah, there's exactly the same. Nice. It's been a nice weekend. Cool. Good. Seen some people. Yeah, nice. Drunk probably maybe one beer too many. Very good. Yeah, it's good. So, Although I've got, got an injury now, so I can't get back in the gym. So, oh man, yeah, it's. I mean, oh, it's fine. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to have my leg amputated. But, <laughs> um, just a little bit of a knee niggle. So a knee niggle. Yeah, going to take yeah. a sort of week off, maybe two weeks. Nice. And then, uh, which means I have to actively eat a little bit better. Yeah, I think so. I don't eat terribly. Sure. Um, but I do rely heavily on my training just to counterbalance. Counterbalance all the, the beer. Basically. Yeah, beer and pizza. Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't had pizza for ages, actually. Okay, I haven't had pizza good. since we moved into the new house. So. Oh, right, cool. That's pretty good. Um, I haven't got, like, a pizza problem. <laughs> I do. So yeah. I just go, oh, it's pizza, right? Yeah. It's always pizza. The answer's always pizza. Um, yeah. I'm secretly a Ninja Turtle. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then obviously, last week, we talked about positive affirmations and stuff. We did. Um, is there any that you sort of, like, came came to? Is there any that you, you stuck to or um, uh, that were prominent for you this week? No, I, one. There was one that was prominent for me yeah one particular affirmation which was just you can do this sure yeah and i felt ridiculous saying it to myself in the mirror before like work yeah but i did it and then i left this is on what day we recorded monday last week didn't we that's right yeah and so this would have been tuesday said it to myself in the mirror before work you can do this not that i have any issue with going to work no no just trying to yeah yeah. you know be positive improve the positive mindset yeah yeah and then work was fine had a really good week went to the gym immediately yeah. after 
and I sat stood in front of the squat rack. Yeah, I was like, "You can do this!" Like yeah, in the yeah, mirror, yeah. the mirror is like inches from my face. You got like, this, yeah. You can no. do this. Uh, and then I got a weird look from someone in the, <laughs> in the gym. So I had my earphones in, did not realise I was being as loud as I was. Nice. And uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed inside that. voices all around. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I was screaming it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I can definitely say that. Like with this new job. You know, I think you got this and you can do this is definitely a thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was also really applicable for the sea swims that I've been doing recently. Yeah. It's October. It is cold. Yeah, man. Like, you know, just being in there, it's like just quite an ordeal. It makes it sound like unenjoyable. It is, but it is tough. It's not, it's not, you know, the whole yeah. point of it is that it's meant to be a bit of like a struggle to sort of like further your mental health and your mind and sort of you're pushing yourself uh and your body and your mind further um but yeah so that was just being in the in the sea and i've just been like just telling myself like yeah you got this you got yeah. this but also yeah with the job it's sort of like the the one thing that i sort of said to myself is like no everything is fine that was the one thing that i kept coming back to yeah so i was a little bit late you know we come i come from a a, a theater and a, a music background where if the show goes up three minutes late because people you know were milling about and trying try to get to their seats for example it's like you know three minutes late it's like oh no 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 that's three minutes or oh, every minute counts yeah. so when you're for whatever reason behind because of traffic or road closures and stuff and suddenly you're 20 minutes late or something happens and like the van goes kaput or something yeah. which has happened not to me but to other people and like they don't leave for three hours you're like we're talking hours now this is right. mental you know it does ha- it can happen obviously just like going everything's fine it's okay it's not the end of the world yeah yeah everything's yeah. fine everything's cool like it's all good you yeah. know and that was uh, quite a good little mantra to be like alright cool and uh, you know at one point I was 20 minutes late for you know yeah. just various reasons yeah somehow I managed to get myself like three minutes ahead of time by the end of it I was like how did I what <laughs> so <laughs> just sort of just yeah cracking on and knuckling down and getting on with it so, that's it nice mm-hmm. so that's all good yeah yeah mate yeah so um, why don't you tell us mate about what we're talking about this week well so um, on Saturday um, so we're recording on Monday the uh, 12th of October October and I don't know is it no. In in Kesish. Yeah, in Kesish. <laughs> it's on Tilbury. Um So, yeah, on Saturday, it was uh, World Mental Health Day this year. Um, yes. We posted a few posts on social media, and we wanted to go a bit more and actually just talk about it. Yeah. Um, so we've got some information and resources from Mind and from the Mental Health Foundation. Yeah. Just got together a list of ways that people can improve their mental well-being. Things that people can do to, that might make it easier. Yeah. Sometimes it isn't. Mm. But... Maybe using these, um, yeah, sort of little ideas. Cool, sounds good. Might make it a little bit easier. Cool, perfect, sounds good. Yeah. Um, so I think without further ado, let's uh, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey gang, uh, we just thought we'd uh, start off this little segment by saying um, that we are basically we're mere podcasters. Um, and we're not by any means um, mental health professionals. Um, so we just wanted to let you know that if you are indeed suffering uh, badly or in any, any sense with uh, any mental health issues, then uh, please do get in touch with your GP uh, or use Mind or any of the other resources we'll be talking about to uh, help further um, your mental health betterment. Um, so yeah, so let's get straight into it. Oh man, how you doing? Yeah, good thanks, dude. Uh, glad it's the weekend. How about you? Uh, I'm a bit fed up, actually. Um, it just feels like everything I do goes wrong. The conversation you just heard is about mental health, 
Mental health is about the way you think and feel and your ability to deal with ups and downs. Being mentally healthy doesn't just mean that you have a mental health problem. If you have good mental health, you can make the most of your potential, cope with life and play a full part in your family, workplace, community and among friends. Some people call mental health emotional health or well-being. Mental health is everyone's business. We all have times when we feel down, stressed or frightened and most of the time those feelings pass but sometimes they develop into a more serious problem and this could happen to any one of us. Everyone is different. You may bounce back from a setback while someone else may feel weighed down by it for a long time. Your mental health doesn't always stay the same. It can change as circumstances change around you and as you move through different stages in your life. Unfortunately, stigma can be attached to mental health problems. This means that people feel uncomfortable about them and then don't talk about them as much. Many people don't even feel comfortable talking about their feelings at all. But it's healthy to know and say how you're feeling. And what we're going to be talking about this week is we're going to be talking about just like um, various ways, tips and tricks, I suppose, to improve uh, or help sort of make your day a little bit better yeah. um, in the mental health department, I suppose. So we're going to look at tips for improving your mental well-being. So there's loads of things we can try to take care of our well-being, but it's, uh, it's not always easy to start. You might find it helpful to uh, only try what feels comfortable, um, giving yourself time to figure out what works for you and going at your own pace, and taking small steps, picking one or two of the things that we talk about um, that feel achievable at first before moving on to try other ideas. So ultimately, like what, what can we do? The first thing we can start with is um, relaxing and reducing stress. So things like finding ways to relax, those things, for example, could be just taking a bath or going for a walk. And if you find it difficult to switch off, you could try some of the tips and exercises that are available in the Mind Resources page. Everything that we're going to be talking about, you can further read uh, from the Mind website and their Mind Resources. Taking a break if you need to. If you're feeling overwhelmed by a stressful situation, whatever they may be, just try and take a break. Uh, A change of scene can help you to relax and relieve feelings of anxiety even just for a few minutes. Even if that's a case of just putting on your headphones and going for a walk or whether that's just going, stepping into the next room or just sort of, you know, taking some time out. And that's always definitely helped me for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do something you enjoy. Try to make time to do an activity that you like on a regular basis. This could be something small like cooking a meal or talking to a friend or listening to music. Listening to music has always been my go-to. I don't know about you, Kate. It's just like if I need to escape, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I find actually listening to like the radio or audio books, I find that really helpful. Um, It distracts me from like a low mood uh, or sadness. Cool, yeah, yeah. Just get that sound of someone else talking. Yeah, yeah. And that sort of constant, I find it like a constant. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that. And if someone Mm. else is talking and I can focus on those words and not the words in in my mind, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, trying to manage stress. Uh, if you're under a lot of pressure, you might start to feel overwhelmed or out of control. It can obviously, stress can also cause physical side effects. Try mindfulness. We've obviously spoken about this in the podcast before, and that's things like meditation, breathing techniques, uh, the Wim Hof Method, for example, um, and yoga. It's shown to help more people become more aware of their own thoughts, thoughts and feelings. Uh, this means instead of being overwhelmed by them, it becomes easier to manage them. Yeah, you can also give yourself some tech-free time. Uh, if you find that being on your phone or computer is you know, a lot, it's making you feel more busy and stressed, try to take a break. Uh, this could just be for an hour or two. If you find this difficult, try putting your phone in another room or setting an alarm to time yourself. And alternatively, something you could try is just you know like five minutes. You know, I find myself sometimes I can't mm. tear myself away from my phone. Yeah, yeah, and I don't put it down even for something as long as five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So just, you know, try doing it for five minutes and try yeah. increasing it. You know, if that is a real problem, yeah, and try and, you know, increase it or whatever, or mm. 
find yourself something to do and put your phone down. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. What we what I end up sort of trying to say as much as possible is uh, trying to have like a an analog way of doing things. So it'd be like rather than pick up your phone and scrolling through social media, pick up a book yeah. and read it, or you know or rather just, than listening to Spotify, put a vinyl on or a CD. You know, yeah. go old school or a tape. You know, a tape. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've got a cassette player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? And sort of just yeah, remove yourself from the screen time and yeah, yeah. Give yourself the analog way of, of doing stuff. And another way is. Uh, you can find ways to learn and be creative. Um, now, doing something creative can help distract you from difficult thoughts or feelings uh, or help you to process them, and it can also be rewarding. Uh, you could try do, doing something like drawing, playing a musical instrument, or baking. Uh, try not to worry about the finished product. Just focus on enjoying yourself. And I think this is something that we can both you know, yeah. you know, really sort of level to. You know, I, I, the one way, if I'm ever in a bad mood... I know, hands down, the best way for me to calm down is by playing guitar. Like, right. easily. Oh, nice. Like, it will always calm me down. I mm. noticed that from, like, I've, I've played guitar since I was 13. Yeah. And I, from a very young age, I know, yeah. I realised that that was the one thing that will instantly calm yeah, me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, almost 20 yeah. years of guitar playing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, did, I yeah, didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. You could join a class or a group. Um, learning a new skill in a group can be enjoyable uh, and help boost your confidence. Uh, trying to find out what's in your area or you can contact your local mind branch and they will um, be able to help you with that you can also search the national alliance of arts in health and well-being directory or ask at your local library or community center for more information Uh, you can try some online learning Uh, online learning is a good option if it's difficult to get out and about or if you're short on time there are resources like uh, future learn or uh, open learn uh, they have websites where you can find free online courses and there's um there's other there's other websites as well that provide online courses as well um i think there's the great courses plus yeah um there's a, yeah there's a few other websites um and there's a lot of free trials as well that you can you know uh, you can take as well which yeah. are really good uh, especially at the moment when we don't go out as much yeah can be the root you know the cause of um, yeah some of these issues but yeah i think that's something that you can really focus your attention on yeah totally i think there's other obviously uh other courses that are super niche and specific like if you look at um my industry the the, the way the world of audio and um, there might be someone who's like hi i'm a sound engineer and i built like a little course and that has sort of in uh just something simple like it's talking about I don't know, effects or something yeah if there's something like super niche and specific that you know it wouldn't be too difficult to find something that would uh help cater for those needs on the online learning circuit absolutely um and uh some of the research we did uh looking through um you know this information from mind in particular uh, a thing here that said mind can help you organize a craft afternoon um love it and they also have a load of crafty templates that you can try um many people sort of find that uh, any sort of craft activity really focuses their mind uh, and stops them con- concentrating on negative thoughts um and it can actually be quite rewarding to produce something um Although sometimes, yeah, I don't know, with me, if I've spent time on something, if it doesn't quite work out, maybe it might have the opposite effect. But I think, you know, yeah. the more you do it, the more you practice it. Yeah, yeah. It's developing that skill, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the know? more rewarding it can be. Yeah. And by the sounds of it, like the Crafternoon sounds like it's a, I mean, obviously with... Um, it's a great pun. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> pun. It, you know, with COVID restrictions, it might well be that, you know, there's uh, some other little bits of, um, it's not quite so social, like physically, but it, um, yeah, it sounds like quite like a a bit of a gathering of people and stuff. You get to obviously like meet new people there and sort of, yeah. you know, discover new things there. So that's really cool. Yeah, that'd be really good, yeah. Now we've spoken about this in the podcast before. We have indeed. Um, spending time in nature. Trying to spend some time outdoors. Spending time in nature outdoors can help improve your mood and reduce feelings of stress and anger. You know, for example, 
if I was feeling particularly low, I went for a walk in nearby like woods or something and just sort of hearing the birds around you and just sort of being in the in the quiet of nature, whether you're in a wood or by the beach or somewhere nearby, yeah. you know, whatever it is that's close to you, just to kind of switch off from the sort of the the hubbub of the real world quite yeah. quite you know what I mean I think that's I think that's brilliant and I think yeah. you know just whether it's a long walk or it's a swim in the sea or wherever it may be regardless of the time of year everyone uh, yeah <laughs> so sometimes Brit- an autumnal walk in the woods is you know better yeah. than a summery walk in the woods we went uh chestnutting for the I went chestnutting for the first time with uh Michelle and her sister oh it's not headbutt in someone's chest no 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what really helps you uh, no oh. it um it's basically, yeah, where there's loads of chestnuts have fallen on the ground. Yes. So you just pick them up and collect them and there's a lo- load of stuff for Christmas. So it's nice. brilliant. So, yeah. yeah. So I've never done that before. Chestnutting, I just said to, uh, I said to the guys, like, you know, when we went chestnutting, it was you go to Tesco's, you'd buy the chestnuts, you'd go home. Yeah. That's chestnutting. Yeah. Than actually <laughs> properly foraging around. But that was actually really good fun. And it right. was, you know, uh, it was in Perry Woods. It was a local okay. woods to us. And, yeah, yeah, it was just a really lovely little walk around the woods. It's great. where I proposed to Liz. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> By the bike ramps. Uh, yeah, yeah, right by the bin. Uh. <laughs> in the car park. Um, no, so uh, you can also bring nature indoors, and this is something that I do quite a lot. This gives the benefits of nature whether without having to go to the park or a public garden or the woods or whatever. You, um, you could buy flowers, potted plants or seeds for growing on your windowsill. Or you could collect natural materials from outdoors, such as leaves, flowers, feathers. If you live by a beach like us, you've got this, obviously stones and things like that. You use them to decorate your living space. And one thing that I do to bring nature indoors as well sometimes is that, uh, you know, if it's particularly awful weather outside, yeah. that's such a good thing. Where we've got so like smart TVs or streaming services to your telly, mm. you've got loads of YouTube videos of you know mountainscapes or the beach yeah or uh someone set up a fire by the beach with some mountains like in the distance and mm. it's just that filmed for like eight hours you just put that on in the background nice. have that on the te- it's just amazing so you're yeah. kind of bringing the sounds of all that thing it's just a good like visual thing just to look at it and just take you away from it a little bit yeah man yeah which is really cool yeah and spending time with animals um lots I think of people, my, this is my favorite one I think. totally that yeah, yeah. Agre- completely agree lots of people finding that being with animals is calming and enjoyable you could try pet sitting or dog walking or feed the birds in your window uh visit a local community farm etc etc spending time with an animal is one of the best things you can do to understand and learn about well-being and what happiness really is and we've got a bird feeder where we live on a top floor flat yeah you know gardens aren't really a thing and, you know, where you're in rented accommodation, pets aren't necessarily a thing either. So what we've got is we've got a um, uh, a stick-on uh, bird feeder to yeah. our lounge window. Yeah. And, yeah, and we just fill that up. And then we've got everything from starlings and doves and um, robins and sparrows and all that sort of thing. That's awesome. Just come yeah. to the window. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Has one ever ventured in? No, they, well... Yeah, even during the summer we had the window open, they just sort of, like, look in and go, nah, you're right. Nah, nah. Um the thing I want is up there. I'm I'm just going to chill. Yeah, this is over full here. of food. This it's full of food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's been brilliant. So we get like a real kind of like up close. You know, it's one thing having like a bird feeder at the end of the garden, but yeah. having like on the window is amazing. Yeah. So it's, it was like a tenner, the that's best cool. tenner I've ever spent. Nice. So that's really cool. And yeah, and finally, uh, trying a mindfulness exercise in nature, paying attention to your surroundings and finding things to see, hear, taste, smell, and touch. You know, and that's exactly that, just being really present in the moment and just whether that's just, yeah, feeling the ferns of the wood or yeah. uh, the smell of, like, the autumnal rain. I'm really painting a picture here, when not I? Uh, yeah. And, yeah, the sounds of, like, yeah, birds sort of tweeting around you and, like, looking at the sun streaming in through the... Yeah, love it. Yeah, I know, yeah. I, 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 when I ever practice mindfulness, I can't do it outside. I find it too distracting, personally. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I tried to do it on the beach in the summer 
Mm. And I would take like a book with me and I'd take Headspace with me. Oh, yeah. The app. Phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would... Other apps are available. Sit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we have no affiliations. No. Um, and I would sit and I'd try and do a meditation, but I'd find where it was the summer and although it was lockdown still... Yeah. There's still a lot of people around. Yeah. And it's... I don't know, I just... You can't quite get into the zone. Sure. I kind of know what you mean. I, I find actually like if you were meditating on the beach, the fir- like first thing in the morning, yeah, you know, when you're like seven o'clock swim or something, like yeah. barely anyone's up. But if you're trying to do it like at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon in the height of summer and everyone's like, woo, it's really difficult. Yes, yeah. It's, it's quite tough. Yeah. Um, But yeah, even if it's something, you don't have to kind of like actively just like sit there and like, you know, do like a full 10 minute meditation. Just being really present in the moment, I find just like you're walking and just... Just taking everything in and being like, right, what can I see? Okay, I can see this, I can see that. What can I smell? I can smell this. What am I feeling? Oh, this feels nice. And like just that feeling of just being really, really present and in the moment yeah. is a mindfulness exercise in yeah, of itself. You I know? agree, yeah. Um, now, there are um, many other ways. Um, we'll just run through them really quickly. So um, you can connect with others. Talking to someone you trust um, it can really help. Peer support. So try try peer support. That can really help. So if you're finding things hard, talking to people who have similar feelings or experiences can help. Uh, this can be face-to-face at a peer support group or through an online community like uh, Minds Elefriends, and that's a really good uh, community. You can also volunteer. So using your time to help others can give you a sense of purpose, uh, help you meet people and boost your self-esteem. And obviously looking after your physical health can help then look after your mental health. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so looking after your physical health, exactly that. There's so many ways of doing that. We've obviously, again, we've spoken about this in the podcast before, but whether that's drinking water regularly, just, yeah, just something as simple as drinking like water rather than squash or yeah. beer or whatever. Or for me, I end up doing um, loose leaf tea. Nice. Like, I'm all about that at the moment. It's yeah. been really lovely to incorporate that into my world. Yeah. Um, thinking about your diet, trying to eat regular meals, have a balanced diet, and, you know, not eating sort of processed and junky yeah. food and all that sort of thing. Uh, looking after yourself, basic self-care, like brushing your teeth and having a shower. You know, there's definitely been moments where I've had a busy day being like, oh, like I'm not going to have a shower, I'm just going to go. I'm like, no, no, make the time, have yeah. the shower. Yeah. You know, it's a, such an important thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is trying to avoid drugs and alcohol. This is a bit more serious one, but yeah. you may feel like using drugs or alcohol uh, to cope with any difficult feelings. In the long run, they can make you feel worse. Uh, there are pages and uh, resources on Mind's uh, website on recreational drugs and alcohol use. Um, and they're really, you know, really good and really informative. And yeah. uh, I think if you're, if you are sort of going down that route, and I know many of us have, mm. then try and you know look up these resources and these pages because they are really helpful. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and of course, if you are you know experiencing more um, serious issues, then please speak to a, a professional. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even on a smaller scale level, like how many of us have gone? You know, whether it's been like, I don't know, like a, uh, a breakup with someone or, or something like that, you go like, oh, I'm going to drink loads, you know what I mean? And sort of like numb yeah. the feeling of... Yeah, that's it. Well, you, you that's know. it. Yeah, it's, um, it's a way of coping and I yeah. sympathise and empathise wholly. Absolutely that, yeah. So yeah, but the, obviously with these, hopefully with these uh, extra little tips, there are other ways, you know, where you can hopefully bring about a more positive uh, mindset to your to your world. Yeah, we will post all of these on our socials um, just because they are really great resources um, mm. and just really informative and just, you know, although sometimes it's hard to, you know, sort of get out of a, of a habit mm. and sort of make new habits, you know, there is a lot of support out there and definitely, you know, these kind of tips and tricks that Mind and Mental Health Foundation have put together really are, you know, you know, really good ways to start yeah. 
taking care of your mental health and Definitely. emotional well-being. Definitely. Let's finish things up then. We've got try to keep active. Trying to build your physical activity into your daily routine if possible. doesn't have to be anything big like running a marathon. If you aren't used to being active, just start off small and try something you enjoy. You know, that could be something as simple as just going for a walk or it could just, you know, obviously if you want to do the, there's things like the couch to 5K, which is a really good way of like incorporating, say, running into your world. Or it could be something like swimming in the swimming pool, you know, something quite simple. But like, yeah, just doing just a little bit, even if it's like, you don't have to kind of, yeah, like you say, run a marathon or go, I'm going to go to the gym six times a week, even if it's once a week or once every two weeks or whatever it may be. Just incorporating that into your routine could be really, really beneficial. Yeah, yeah, it can. Nice. So the uh, the final one is try to get enough sleep. Kez, why don't you tell us about that? Um, yeah, so, I mean, sleep is really important anyway. Um, regardless, you know, outside of your mental health, sleep is very important. So best thing to do is try and establish a routine around bedtime um, to help setting a regular uh, sleeping pattern. Uh, avoid any screens. So um, give yourself some tech-free time before you go to sleep. Uh, avoid bright screens that affect your sleep so that, you know, they emit blue light which uh, right, stimulates yeah. our brain in a way that keeps us awake, even even though we might feel tired. Yeah, it activates our brain in a way that keeps it awake yeah. and keeps it processing stuff basically. And then try winding down before bed. So do a relaxing activity, like having a bath or try any kind of relaxation exercise before you go to sleep. It may also help to avoid having caffeine before your bedtime, as this can keep you awake for obvious reasons. Um, it being caffeine, and the reason I have caffeine is to stay awake early in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely, that yeah. Yeah. Eleven p.m. Let's have a coffee. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> um, so, a comfortable sleeping environment uh, can also improve your sleep. Uh, small changes can really help. For example, you might sleep better with a low light on or with different bedding. Uh, if you're staying in hospital, having your own items can help make things feel more comfortable and more personal. For example, you could ask to use your own pillow or blanket. If you're uh, living in a hostel uh, or in supported accommodation, the Groundswell website has some ideas for improving your sleep. Uh, The Mind website also has a lot more uh, pages on sleep problems uh, for more information, uh, including more tips on how to improve your sleep. So yeah, so that's um, there's so much like good stuff there, and we'll, like you say, we'll put like uh, links to the uh, the resources that we have got there onto our socials and things. Yeah. Um. So you can find out more and they'll follow the links and all that sort of thing to try and find. Uh. Yeah. Any sort of like little uh, extra resources that you you may well need. Yeah, they can all be found at so mind is www.mind.org.uk, and uh, the Mental Health Foundation is www.mentalhealth.org.uk. Lovely. So, uh, so yeah. So hopefully these little tips. We haven't done a little like countdown of a little like list for a while, oh, but uh, yeah. So um, yeah, uh, like we said in in lieu of uh, mental health awareness day on Saturday, uh, we thought this is a good little follow up from our little uh, social media post that we put up yeah. on uh, on our stories. So yeah. So uh, hopefully you get something from that and do let us know, of course. Uh, if there's anything that you do or anything that maybe, yeah, we maybe even missed out on that yeah, helps I, you out, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We, we There's a chance, a very big chance we missed some, you know, really key things out. So if there's something that you do that you think could help others, yeah. please get in touch. Definitely do. Cool. Nice. Good news time. Good news. It's time for good news. Thank you. <laughs> Awkward pause. Oh, there it is. There it is. Thank you, mate. <laughs> cool. Um, so I'll start things off this week. Please do. Please do. Uh, a new study has shown that switching from a, uh, eating a land-hungry meat and dairy diet to a more plant-based one could remove up to 16 years worth of CO2 emissions. 
Um, It's time to give lentils, beans, and nuts a chance. Uh, Plant protein foods like lentils, uh, beans, and nuts can provide vital nutrients using a small fraction of the land required to produce meat and dairy. By shifting to these foods, much of the remaining land could support ecosystems that could absorb CO2, according to the new study uh, appearing in the journal Nature Sustainability. Mm -hmm. In their study, the researchers analysed and mapped areas where extensive production of animal source food which requires 83% of Earth's agricultural land suppresses native uh, vegetation, including forests. The study highlights places where changing what people uh, grow and eat could free up space for ecosystems to grow, offsetting our CO2 emissions in the process. Um, according to the author's findings, vegetation regrowth could remove as much as 9 to 16 years of global fossil fuel CO2 emissions if demand for meat were to drastically plummet in the coming decades, along with its massive land requirements. Um, now, by, by no means are we sort of you know, going, you should all be vegans because, you know, obviously do what you like. Yeah. You know, this isn't up to us. And we're but like, you know, what we said, we're mere podcasters, not professionals of uh, anything in particular. But um, I mean, well, we are professionals in some things, but in the no. world of podcasting. In the w- <laughs> oh, I just meant in our own personal lives. Sure. But um, you're a professional sound man. I, but it doesn't. Sway your, <laughs> sway your decision on a vegan... Uh... It's very true, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, I've been... We, we both did the, the Veganuary Challenge uh, at the beginning of this year. Yeah, um, talked about it a lot. Yeah. And I, and the positives. Yeah, and uh, you sort of like drift kind of in and out of it, don't you? Yeah, I'm sort of like... Uh, a, um, what's the best way? Like, I do things that are cool. Yeah. And that I think are cool. <laughs> You know, like yeah. I did the whole guy liner thing when you know pop punk was a th- you know Green Day guy liner. Gotcha. Right. Uh, I was fa- I, you know, I looked like a the, proper American idiot. I yeah. went through the Nirvana phase. Uh, As did real. Yeah. Um, I also had a quick vegan phase. Um, but my motivations for the vegan phase um, yes. of my life, um, I drift in and out of it. So every year, I probably once a quarter, oh, very good, yeah. uh, will have a you know period of about a month or two where yeah. I generally adhere to a vegan diet okay. i'm not too strict with it yeah um because i feel it has to you have to enjoy it yeah that's the important thing definitely. um you know you know enjoying the flavor of food is one of the main reasons we, uh, what 100%. We eat. Um, yeah. but my main motivation for that was the e- e- environmental yeah ecological side of things as yeah. opposed to the meat side of things I yeah don't, i don't have an issue with meat sure yeah but yeah i I have an issue with the amount of CO2 that yeah. that industry imparts upon the planet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because I initially did it as, you know, there's no point in me doing Sober October or uh, whatever it is, you know, the Sober Months. Just like any October, though. Like any October. <laughs> yeah, because exactly that, like, I don't really drink that much. It's yeah. not a challenge. And I can't do November because my face wasn't really blessed with puberty. So I can't grow a beard. It'd be like, <laughs> shave off for November. End of uh, November, nothing has changed. So at least with Veganuary, I'm like, okay, this will actually be a challenge. Like, I eat cheese and milk and dairy and all that sort of thing quite a lot. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, but actually, I felt really great after it. And for me personally, like, it was just like, oh, this feels really nice. This, yeah. like, I feel really fit. I feel full of energy. This is good. And I've kept it going since. There have been, I must admit, a few moments where, you know, you might be out on a meal or something or you might be out somewhere and they've just got nothing in the way of a vegan. So you just sort of have to go, all right, you know, yeah. if we could do that with as less dairy as possible than fine. Yeah. But I have to say that actually I've, I've gained a bit of a weird conscience of like being like an ex-meat eater or, or something, you know. Yeah. yeah, in the way of like, if I see like a, a burger or like a, you know, a roast lamb or pork belly or something, I'm like, no, man, that was a pig. I can't, you know, I've gained like a real, like to eat meat now, I'd feel really guilty about it. Yeah. Which is just something I've developed over 
nine, ten months of um, being vegan. Mm. But uh, but yeah, I think for me, it's just, you know, like you say, it's all about the taste. And as long as you've got like, you have to sort of be quite regimented in, in some ways that by cooking for yourself and that sort of thing. But yeah, I know I, I now I found, and this is just, uh, this isn't a dissuasion whatsoever. Mm. It's just a counter from my own experience. That the vegan, being a vegan, although most of the things you eat are fresh fruit and vegetables, yeah, surprisingly expensive. Sure, um, you could probably do it on quite a low budget. Yeah, but for me, the way I would like to have, you know, you know, the way I did it, mm. I think I actually found that you're spending a lot more money, especially because you might buy a lot of fruit and vegetables. Mm. But you really have to use them up before they go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> very true. I think, yeah, that's the thing is that like it, everyone's sort of that's the uh, one big downside to veganism that everyone's like, oh, isn't it really expensive? So actually, no. You know, with you look at like, admittedly, if you were to get like a twenty pack of frozen chicken nuggets for a pound, you go like, well, okay, that's quite a lot of food for a pound, and that's understandable. Yeah. Um, but if you were to go, okay, well, I can get myself a, a tin of chickpeas, a tin of chopped tomatoes, a tin of coconut milk and some peppers yeah and that could sort of give you like four lots of uh, curry or something yeah chickpea and vegetable curry or something and it doesn't cost that much but it involves it does involve obviously like having the time to be able to go like cool I've got like an hour and a bit to you know cook myself like a load of food yeah that's really nice brilliant but if you're like you know if you've uh, got like kids and that sort of thing just, it just needs to be quick and immediate and you don't have the luxury of time yeah. then I can understand that it's obviously going to be quite difficult yeah, to, the, the sort of vegan convenience foods are a lot more yeah, pricey they can, it's coming down though Aldi yeah. have a good range yeah so, uh, so as yeah. do other supermarkets as do other supermarkets but, um, I don't know why we do that we don't have, we're not the BBC no I know yeah, yeah. yeah. we should yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but nice so there we are so yeah. um, anyway yes. trying that out anyway so yeah. um Maybe here's a bit of a challenge. We've been doing challenges. Here's a challenge for you guys. Yeah. Just for one day this week, just try and be vegan for one day. Do it. Just, I'm you gonna know. do it. Yeah. What day is it today? We're Monday. I reckon we've got. I reckon I've got stuff in the freezer. Yeah. I reckon I could do a Monday. So. Oh no, I've had eggs for breakfast tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow yeah. we'll be fully vegan. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, try it out and see how you get on, uh, and let us know. So let us you know. know when you go order your coffee from, uh, you know, uh, Costa's or Starbucks or anything like that, just go, oh, can I have an oat milk flat white or whatever it may be? Or black. Or or just no milk at all. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, look into some cool recipes and things like that. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a look. Uh, where can they get in touch with us, Ben? Uh, of course, they can get in touch with us uh, on Instagram at 2 Podcast, Twitter at 2 Podcast, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 2 Uh And hello at 2ppodcast.com. Email us and let us know. Nice. Case, what you got for the news? The good news this week. Good news to my homeland. Back to my homeland. Of which the. Oh, no, wait. Wales, man. Oh, okay, right. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, so, Mount Snowdon, uh, it's not the part of Wales that my family comes from, but. Um, so, Snowdon. Uh, Lloyd Scott starts walking up mountain during. Uh, Lloyd Scott. You can leave all this in. <laughs> Excellent. We'll do. Um, Lloyd Scott starts his walk up a mountain in a diving suit. So, a uh, veteran fundraiser, Lloyd Scott, is wow. aiming to complete a gruelling hike up Snowdon in a diving suit, which weighs 59 kilos, or for anyone across the pond, 130 pounds. It's a lot. Um, he's on the last leg of his three peaks challenge. No way. So, so all the peaks? Yeah. In so, that? Lloyd oh Scott God. is 58, uh, and he's already walked up the highest peaks in England and Scotland, and hopes to finish by uh, Monday. Wow. So, today. Hopes to finish by today. Yeah. Um, and he said... Um, 
He said, if I had wrecked the peaks before, I would have said it's not possible. Yeah. Um, but he so far raised more than £46,000 for the Lord's Taverners, uh, which supports disadvantaged and disabled children. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. So uh, by diving suit, do you mean like an old school, like all Victorian style with like the kind of the bulb style? No, not quite. It's a bit more modern. But a bit more it's, modern. But- like it's a modern day diving suit. Okay, right? right. Like divers these days, but it's still, the principle is still the same. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A big, okay. heavy, yeah, big yeah. kit. The ultimate question is, is he wearing flippers? <laughs> uh, that... No, he's wearing big, le- heavy lead boots. Oh, okay, right, right. Because, yeah. yeah, I've got this oh, yeah. kind of like Scuba Steve thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it is that kind of style. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you imagine like an old diver of, you Still know. got the helmet. The helmet, the, the dome helmet thing with the grate. And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, in my head, I've got like, you're climbing the peaks and like flippers. I'm like, that's it's hard enough to walk forwards in them as <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. To do the peaks, that's yeah. mental. That's really cool. Well done. Uh, Lloyd. 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 Lloyd Scott. Lloyd Scott, well done, mate. And, yeah, f- over 40 grand. 46 grand. 46 grand. That's yeah. mental. It's That's incredible. really cool. So yeah. well done. Great work. Well done him. Um, we're going to the world of conservation conversation. What? Conservation conversation. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's me. I've got to Did find a cord now. Did you reckon you'd nailed that? I reckon you I reckon pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty close. Okay. So uh, we're looking um, to endangered baby sea turtles. They may have found a new saviour. Researchers developed the... Uh, Invest egg a tour. I'll add in a a BDT. Uh, a fake sea turtle egg filled with a GPS to catch poachers in the act. Uh, sea turtle eggs are a culinary delicacy in Central America, and some believe the eggs can actually improve sexual performance. All seven sea turtle species are listed as threatened, some critically so, and egg poachers are only exacerbating the problem. Yet conservationists simply do not have the capacity to continuously patrol large beaches uh, throughout the laying season. Conservation scientist Kim Williams uh, Gwilen was racking her brain to come up with a way to save endangered sea turtles with from egg poachers when she came up with an aha moment. Oh. If she pla- <laughs> if she placed a fake egg containing a GPS tracker in the reptile's nest, she might be able to track the thieves. Uh, the idea won her the 2015 Wildlife Crime Tech Challenge and a $10,000 prize. That's awesome. This is really cool. Yeah. Now Williams, uh, Gwilen and a, a multinational team of colleagues have not only made the device, dubbed the Invest Eggator, but have also published the results of their field first field test. Of 101 decoy eggs, five were able to track the roots of poachers. The farthest moving egg travelled 137 kilometres inland. The team reports today in current biology stopping at the back alley of a supermarket. The amazing approach could one day help to identify and stop high-level traffickers in the trade chain. So yeah, so an amazing bit of conservation. Yeah, that's conversation. great. So that's, that's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, Ooh, really wicked. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I'll move on to the final bit of good news that I found this week. Go on. Uh, a study found that dogs evolved a special muscle around their eyes to let them make puppy dog eyes to get what they want or get out of trouble. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Human selection has resulted in dogs evolving more expressive faces. Their facial muscles. Muscles, muscle, right, Sean Connery. Sean Connery again. Uh, they have facial muscle. A my God, they have a facial <laughs> muscles in their face. Muscle in their face. They have a muscle in their face for making the puppy dog eyes that melt uh, many people's hearts that do not uh, exist in wolves, uh, the ancestors of dogs. The muscles allow dogs to lift up their inner eyebrow, quote unquote, and make their eyes look larger. This uh, makes them look more childlike and also rather sad the puppy dog's eyes look the dogs were shaped during the course of domestication both in the behavior and in their anatomical features the domestication transformed the facial muscle the muscles in their faces and anatomy <laughs> of dogs uh specifically for 
uh, facial communication with humans, a muscle responsible for raising the inner eyebrow intensity is uniformly present in dogs, but not in wolves. Wow. Uh, this allows dogs to create uh, what the researchers call the expressive eyebrows to create the illusion of human-like communication. As a muscle movement allows dogs' eyes to appear larger, more infant-like, and also resemblance a movement humans produce when they are sad. Hmm. Previous studies have shown uh, that such canine expressions uh, can appeal to humans, but this research from the UK and the US shows that there's been an anatomical change around dogs' eyes to make it possible. So isn't that mental that over time and over, you know, it's impossible for wolves to make that, you know, yeah. that face, but dogs can just be like, can I have some food? You know? <laughs> uh, if yeah. they could speak, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Can I have the doggy treats from the cupboard? Yeah. <laughs> but there, so that's really cool. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Nice little yeah, piece yeah. to finish up on there. Uh, definitely. So yeah. uh, there's a good news for this week. <sighs> Nice. So, um, what a lovely little roundup for this week's episode, mate. We've 29 got is in the can. 29 in the can. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, some lovely bits of good news there. And, uh, yeah, some really wicked um, information, which I know we've spoken about in the uh, podcast before, but to kind of group it together to help, um, yeah, people's mental well-being. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I think um, it's nice important. Nice thing to research. Yeah, it's important that we focus on it um, a lot more and talk about it a lot more. Um, and I think sort of, Coming out of the period of sort of isolation that we've had, uh, you know, now more than ever, yeah, now more than ever, yeah. I think we do need to focus on it, especially in light of World Mental Health Day, yeah, that, um, you know, we get talking and mm. you know, address that because I know a lot of people are suffering and a lot of people may be suffering in silence, so yeah, um, yeah. just to know there are other people out there mm-hmm. and you're not alone. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, and of course, if you want to get in touch with us uh, for whatever reason, but yeah, so just let us know how you're getting on. Something as simple as that. Um, you can get in touch with us on Instagram at 2 Podcast, Twitter at 2 Podcast, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 2 You can also get in touch with us via email, which is uh, hello at 2ppodcast.com, or you can uh, have a look on the website, and all of our contact details are there. That is www.2ppodcast.com. So yeah, so uh, of course, get in touch with us. Um, let us know your comments. Let us know the love, and uh, yeah, any kind of comments or good news that you can send in. Don't forget to do that for in the audio note realm. Do let us know. Uh, that'd be really wicked to hear from you. Yes, it will. You know, uh, we have been two peas in the pod. Peas and love. He's been Kiss. and he's been Ben P with a big old big capital P. Ah, oh, thanks, mate. I <laughs> will see you soon. Bye. Bye.